0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Finally, our diaries have aligned. We've put new projects on hold to bring you something new, something bold and something you absolutely need. The three wise women are here to talk about all those topics that create such controversy and have polarizing views. We are here to ask the question, why?
1: We're taking a bit of a, I guess, a different approach of discussing, I guess, what we knew, what we wish we knew about relationships at what, well, at the age of what? I'm now
2: 30. Really, I'm 32. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm
2: 45. 45 I am. And I 45. am
0: the old woman of the group at 47. So... <laughs>
2: Not old. You're only yeah. as old as the man you're feeling, I've been yeah, told. He's
0: also forty-seven, so you know oh, the person,
2: sorry,
0: the person <laughs> you're feeling. <laughs> oh, so this is an interesting one, right? Like what we've learned from romantic relationships. I mean, I mean, I mean, where do we start? Um, I mean f- who wants to yeah. go first? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thing is, like, like why the – th- the, I guess the, the question that I have is that I am in, you know, I am in a really great relationship. I have been with my husband for 20 – almost 24 years. We will have been married 20 years next year. I'm like – part of my question is, like, especially when I'm being a really hormonal, uh, emotional – angry or in floods of tears woman it's like why (laughs) why does this relationship and why does this guy stick around (laughs) like you know it's kind of yeah I mean I write about it in my book I talk about kind of my, my relationship with Neil and 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 how it's it's very much differed from it did differ for many years from what people would classify as the norm. You know, my husband was at home for years and years while I was out building our business and running our business, and my husband was known as like the only house husband in Gloucestershire for so long. And that relation that that relationship really really worked for us for a time. And I'm like, well, why did that work for us? And I think that the reason it worked for us then, and the reason that our relationship has evolved now, is that we let go of traditional expectations within the relationship of like, who does what? Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like what the traditional roles were. We knew from very, very on in our relationship that like we needed to play to each other's strengths. And my strength in the relationship is that I have always been like the really driven one, really goal orientated. Whereas Neil's just not like that. And he would, I'm not saying anything new, like he would admit that he's just a really laid back character. And I'm like, Why does that work so well? That whole opposites attract thing is, I think, really, in my life is like, yeah, that really, really works. And that kind of is the reason, I think, why our relationship works. It's why we're still together. And, like, I think we're each other's favourite people most of the time. Most
0: of the time. So, hmm, Okay. I've had quite a lot of therapy, (laughs) on this because obviously my first marriage or only marriage shall we say <laughs> <Today>. first marriage <laughs> Freudian nice. slip there um only marriage um uh failed and um I think when it failed when I separated and got divorced it was an opportunity to look inside myself and the relationship and ask these big questions of why like why did it go wrong and could it have been avoided and obviously i'm now in an incredibly as we call it grown-up relationship which you know at 47 you'd bloody well think so but um but i think we're both often quite surprised you know we often say to each other, wow, this, this feels really good. And this is just not anything like either of us have ever experienced before. And, and often when we sort of explore what that might be about, there are two things. I think one is, we are both very good at communicating but I think the reason why we're good at communicating is that we both feel secure enough in each other in order to be able to communicate. So this is a really big difference from my my marriage where I constantly felt insecure and um, was in a partnership that definitely validated that insecurity but also perpetuated that insecurity. And it's really interesting to listen to you, Sab, saying about how Neil and you, you know, you're able to kind of almost drop your egos and just be one and just support the one that needs to be supported. Like that is beautiful. And it's definitely not what I experienced in my marriage. Like, you know, as somebody who, whose career was it's definitely come at a later date. Like I definitely, you know, I had my girls, like you, Sab, I mean, I had my girls young, not as young as you were, but I had them young. I was, you know, I wasn't 30 and I'd had two children. Um, and I focused on them because that's what I wanted to do. But equally, I am an intelligent woman and I've always been ambitious and I've always wanted to use my brain. And so I didn't want to just always be at home. And, you know, I sort of wanted to go back to work. And it was very, very difficult, because my ex-husband definitely, weirdly wanted to be this kind of new age man, as you might want to call it, or as we called it in the 80s, where he wanted to have a wife that had a career. But at the same time, he couldn't let go of his traditional kind of his traditional ways of, no, but the the woman needs to be at home to look after the children. And we'd often be at loggerheads because, you know, if one of the girls was sick, which inevitably they were, it would be like, well, you take the time off because your job doesn't really count, whereas I'm in a full-time role. And and that was very, very difficult to navigate. And I think as the girls got older, and obviously I was then much more able to put myself out there in a work aspect and 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 I was you know my book had come out and I was working in sports and and, and all this something I think it, that that's where I started to notice the real fractures in that relationship that I didn't I was not in a supportive relationship I was not in a relationship where that person had your back and it's like I said it's very different to where I am now so I suppose over the last seven eight years I have learned a lot about romantic relationships and but what I would say is, it, it's never easy. <laughs> like, even though I'm in this amazing relationship that I'm in right now, it, those old narratives that I have around being a disappointment, not being good enough, insecure about abandonment, like, these are big things for me, hence all the therapy. Um, they do come up for me. A lot and so yeah, I think it's 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 so nice to hear your your experience, Sab, in, in that it is so very different to mine. Although I know you did have a difficult relationship prior to Neil, and I'm I'm not you know dismissing that at all. But I but I think what's been fascinating for me is obviously I'm kind of where you I have met that person, I've met my Neil, shall we say. Um, <laughs> I hope. (laughs) But I met him in my 40s, which is very different to meeting someone in your 20s. And I think that's quite an interesting scenario because there's so much baggage that comes along with you when you're in your 40s. Yeah. um, No, it's just, to be honest,
1: it's... I think... That's not why I'm not married. I'm not, I guess I'm in a, I guess a long-term relationship as such. We live together. Guess,
0: guess. I think you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's there, it's experiences. And I think everything you said is like what, what you learn and unpack as you go through it together. And I think the more you unpack together and the more you're willing to be honest with each other, like... It actually the better the relationship gets. And I think when you're younger, like from my personal experiences, you're almost too scared to be vulnerable. You're almost too scared to say what you want at the fear of losing them. But then at the end of the day, if they won't listen to you, they're not right. Mm. But I, when you're younger, I think you're, it's a scare of rejection. Mm. It's, being, it's being, I guess, dumped or being rejected or being not good enough, but actually it will never work unless you are you and you are and you do communicate and you do have challenging situations because if you can't get through where to put the kettle in your house you're never going to get through real life dramas whether that's a parent gets ill you have a child you get married you're never going to get through it so you have to you have to challenge each other in a positive way but also be ready for them to have a different opinion and not try to bow to their opinion either like yes okay don't have pointless arguments but I think it's okay to be different and I think it's okay to say no I don't want to do that or okay what would you like to do I wouldn't like to do that but let's compromise let's have a conversation about that or sometimes you do have to bite bite the bullet and do something you you really don't want to do because they've done something for you that you know they wouldn't have done and I think I think that's a relationship it's ebbs and flows and it's challenging moments to not be so self-centered and you, again you're living it together you're not living it on
0: your own but easier said than done I get it <laughs> I get it it's only actually I was I looked at there was a, a headline today or something on social media I can't remember which one it was but it was like how have you ever stayed in a relationship through fear of being through, through fear of having to go through dating again and I, I really resonated with that. Not that I stayed in, right? Because I didn't. I, you know, as I knew when my past relationship was over, I knew it was over. Mm. But boy, dating sucks. Like,
1: yeah, being, like <laughs> not having that person. Like I think that's what's really hard is, or past for me, is not having that person to do those stupid updates to you that you wouldn't send to anyone else. Like tell them you stubbed a toe today because that's <laughs> exactly. and that is your person that you want to WhatsApp. oh yeah i just walked into the freezer i'm an idiot like you just want to say that but like that's you miss that and you really do you miss your person which is like you can't say that to your mom she'd be like grow up
0: <laughs> yeah mom.
1: and you i think it is it's that person who's unapologetically on your team and and interested in
0: even the most boring thing that you're yeah, talking about <laughs>
1: Stubbed your toe on the freezer and all the peas went everywhere
2: if you don't tell them that they're almost put out <laughs> oh oh there yeah sorry I've always i got such a dirty mind <laughs> um what was I gonna say I I'm gonna kind of bring it a bit lower but it's something that is um I, I'm gonna get a, bring it a bit deeper but it's, it's something that's on my mind because an anniversary is coming up so <clears throat> my um my one of my very good friends um and it's trigger warning and it's to do with death um so one of my very good friends uh almost a year ago um it will be the anniversary the first anniversary next week she woke up one morning and um found her husband dead and um and it's been and it was a massive shock. It wasn't expected. And, you know, I was one of the first people last year that, that was called and supporting my friend and her children over the past year has been, you know, has been, I've been grateful to be able to be there as a support to her. Um, But it's been incredibly hard, you know, getting through all of the firsts and, and navigating that grief Um, and and holding her hand in a way that in the, the very best way that I know how to but also it really it really caused me to think about to think about you know loss to think about uh you losing you know not just you know if I were to lose Neil but losing significant significant people in my life who who support me and and it may it makes you you know whenever I think whenever you have any whenever you have to cope with death in your life it kind of causes you to almost revisit the grief that you felt at times in your life you know and I've lost grandparents and everything like that but but you know I went through a real period of just so much fear Hmm. around like waking up and finding the same thing in my bed you know and and what that would mean and and how i would cope with that and coming back to dating like just this kind of and i you know and it was fear inside me of like i just i know that i would never find or i feel as if right now and i'm I'm happy to be challenged on it but i would never find another human like neil that. Gives me what I need for a relationship that we've developed over 24 years. Gives me what I need. And I would hope that I give him what I need. Sometimes I know I give him too much of what he needs, not what I need too much. But there's just also this, like, I don't know if I have the tools to even get out there and date again. Like, I hear about, like, online dating. Like, when I was Get Dating Peeps, like, 24, 25. Five years ago, 24 years ago, when I was in the dating scene for, I think it was like six months, we used to go to pubs, like, my life was so different, like, I I met Neil, like, in a pub, like, because I was out at the weekend, because that was part of my life, then I was still, like, everything was different, and it scares the shit out of me, the thought of putting, having to put myself out there again, to the point where I'm like, I say, like, if anything happens, Neil, like, I'm quite happy with my dog and my kids and my house and everything. Do you know what I mean? But, and I know it's really easy to say that because exactly as you said, Eloise, having that some someone to be able to share that mundane stuff with is like part, what makes it, it's like that daily medicine of the relationship and, and building a relationship. But I must admit that I have been filled with at certain times with fear this year around loss. And I know that there will be people listening to this that themselves have gone through that, have lost significant people within their life who they have shared and who they have shared that mundane stuff with. And and will be feeling the same things and either in that space at the moment or have moved on and have found someone else, not to replace, but to to have a relationship with. But yeah, it's really taken me to some 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 difficult places this year in terms of loss loss of relationships.
1: Yeah, that's that's hard, and it's it doesn't said it doesn't even need to be your partner as such. No. It can be a really good friend, and if they yeah. are, It's that it's that gap, as you said, it's that void, and it's you never would imagine anyone can fill it because at that point in time, it's perfect, and it and it's and you're, I guess, yeah, you're you have everything and they're, I guess, the the support that you need. But it's interesting you say that. Um, my parents' friends who I met, actually at my, my stepdad's birthday party. Um, I said, how long have you been together? And they were like, oh, eight years, married for three. And I said, oh, really, really interesting. How did you meet? And he said, well, one of them and the woman was like, well, we just sort of, um, we'd known each other for a long time, but actually we sort of were never meant to meet because I was in a, I was married before in the most perfect relationship um we had everything it was perfect she was like it really was amazing she was like I would never have left the relationship until one day he had an aneurysm for no reason happened dropped dead like at 52 and I was like whoa like I'm so sorry and she was like
2: it's okay. Obviously, it's happened, and a admit later. I, I met George, who I wasn't supposed to meet properly. If <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But we have
0: the
1: most amazing relationship now. Like, and he, he, he was like, "It is." just like, "I'm as happy, of course." There's a hole. There's a massive hole, and there will always be a hole. And it was. It got very deep, very fast. Yes. Was, um. It, it's an It's a incredible subject, but also a very harrowing one at the same time. Um. I guess that's love. And we then spoke about the seeing a relationship with George. And she said, yeah, it, it's perfect. And we're happily married and we have so much fun together. But yeah, it should never have happened. And it was, yeah, she said it was really, really hard. And we, I met George again as such a year after. And she's like, I never thought I would have anything again. And she was like, I never thought, one, I deserved it. And two, who, who could fill that gap?
0: Yeah. I and think that is... It's so yeah. interesting. And I and I hear exactly, although slightly different circumstances, because the divorce is very different to a loss, but you are losing. You know, you do so, yeah, lose yeah. there is grief. Grief for the future you thought you were going to have. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. And I definitely went through that. Like I like I knew it was my decision to end the marriage for lots of reasons and I'm not here to talk about that. Um and but equally just because it's your decision it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt right and and just like you sab like at that point it was all so much it was all so intense and so overwhelmed i was like i don't need i don't want to go through any of this ever again like i do not want another man in my life ever apart from my dog i do not need anybody (laughs) in my life and um and i felt like that for quite some time um And then, and then we're human and you want to be touched and you want to connect. Oh, don't touch me. (laughs) And you want to connect and you want to feel alive, right? And, you know, I'm going to just bring it right down now. Vibrators don't always cut it on that level. And I... I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to have to go and do this dating thing. But like you, like I hadn't, you know, I hadn't dated since my 20s. And it was like, oh, God. Like, what do I do? I'm going to have to join Tinder. God help me. Or Bumble or whatever. It, I mean, oh, God. And there was, I, this is the bit I'd really like to talk about. I know people do it. And I know it's what the younger generation do, because it's kind of what they've grown up with. I felt so much shame so much shame at being on these apps and then and then having to like make conversation online with people i had never even seen or heard, like didn't know what their voices sounded like didn't know anything i i just i hated the whole thing now i did go on a few dates they were terrible like properly awful um, and I don't care if those guys are going to be listening because, uh, guys, so okay. you were terrible. Um, firstly, it's I don't know if this so, is a man so thing. Like, I'm going to talk about this. I don't know if it's a man thing, right? But the pictures, the pictures you put on, like, <laughs> can you please put pictures of you in the last twelve months, not of five years ago, when you actually had hair, and maybe now you don't. Like sometimes I turn if up you're to dates.
2: For your best, you know, you've got to totally. Someone, right? But
0: but Eloise, sometimes I turn up to this date, and I couldn't even recognise the person that was turned up because that's I'm like,
2: right. that's, oh, that's,
0: yeah, that's, that, gonna go. oh, okay. <laughs> the lights a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, geez. And I know it's not all about looks, and obviously I did give everybody a chance. Yeah, you got two, you got two. You know, because I'm not, I'm not. That vain or judgmental <coughs> oh but the conversations Jesus like thankfully my teenage girls were in on all this and often I'd have this can you call me 45 minutes in and 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 kind of say that there's a problem and then I can leave if I need to and believe me I did that on most of my dates um honestly it was the most depressing aspect of my life <laughs> Um, and in the end, I just was like, do you know what? <sighs> Sod this. I'm done. Like, if I'm going to meet someone, the universe is going to send that person to me. And they'll send it to me in a way that works for me. And actually, I did meet some really nice guys before you, and I did meet a couple of really nice guys. Fundamentally, most of them lived in different countries, which didn't help the dating malarkey. But I did meet some really nice guys actually at races. So I'd go off to a race and you know, you end up kind of, especially the races I do, where you're kind of multi-stage and things. And you did meet some really, I met some really nice guys. And I had some great moments with some very cool individuals. But obviously, distance makes it very difficult to maintain a relationship. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like you were saying, Eloise, about your friend, um, I think, or your parents' friends, weirdly, and, and, and I'm not sure Ewan totally agrees, but... I do. I just feel like we were destined to be together. Like, our paths crossed so many times. Um, And I've known him for a long, long time. Like, we we met at a running club, like, 12 years ago. And, um, you know, it's one of those things, like, we we were in each other's lives, weirdly, but always friends. And it was always friendship and platonic. Um, And then, yeah, I guess... I don't know, you know, lockdown happens, people change, or people realize perhaps that things that they thought were their truth were not their truth anymore. Um mm. and uh yeah, I like I said I feel I mean I genuinely feel incredibly fortunate that I get to call him my partner because um Like I said right at the beginning, I have huge abandonment issues for for various reasons. And this man, believe me, I have thrown everything at him. You know, self-sabotage. I am the queen of self-sabotage when it comes to relationships. And I have thrown everything at this man. And yet he's still here. Like you were saying, Sab. Like, he's still here. He still turns up all the time. And even just this week when I had to be taken into hospital to have this surgical procedure, he's there. He's holding my hand through it all. It is not a pleasant thing to have to watch. And yet he's there. I was like, you don't have to come in. He's like, no, no, I'm going to be there. Hold your hand. Like that, that, I mean, that means so much to me because I very rarely had anyone who's shown me unconditional love, like a lot of the love I've received in my entire life has always been conditional in terms of, you know, I will love you if, if you do this for me, or if you behave in this way, and that's, that's not love, right? That's not love. So, yeah, I I think, um, to be a bit more serious, obviously, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of laughter in there too but yeah I do think it is it is difficult and and I think the older we get as well the more set in our ways we get so I think it can be harder and harder as well I do think you need to keep an open mind because yeah no one's going to replace that that person but I think stay open-minded and remember that we are humans and we do tend to want that connection with someone.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. One actually going back to what you said about um, internet dating. Like, <laughs> I don't think I even went on one day because I get so bored of the the chat because you have no emotional connection with them. You have it's like how was your weekend? I'm like you don't even care how my weekend was because <laughs> you don't know me. And then you're trying to banter with me, but you don't actually know me, so you don't have banter. And I'm like, you know what? Not for me. So yeah, no, I just, that didn't happen. But then I do say. I just, <sighs> on
0: instagram
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, Let's hear your story.
0: Come on. Come on.
1: Okay, so obviously I'm on Instagram, like obviously yeah. not for those reasons, <laughs> but I'm on Instagram. And like well it must have been what, four years ago now? Four years ago. Sam replied to well this guy applied replied to my story. Like I often will get people reply, laugh, and I'm like, like, like whatever, like that was Cool. anyway we laughed at one of my stories obviously the most unattractive one that was <laughs> because that's how I roll um and he said something like oh yeah I know the feeling like because he was out in the Alps I was out in the Alps anyway so somehow I replied to this guy not that I do often reply after we'll give them a like or a smile emoji or a thanks you know like whatever And anyway, he replied and we got chatting like just sort of just chatting about cycling in the Alps really poor <laughs> anyway then like Go on to that and that's i guess i like that i had a coffee and, and like the guy um i nearly didn't turn up to his his date um he crashed two days before and his parents he was had been in hospital under a general and like you really shouldn't have come on a date with me <laughs> that's not like he came on a date with me with so many bandages on like you know cars and like looking pathetic <laughs> and Somehow I turned up because I said, I'm not going. And my sister gave me a bowling thing. She was like, if you don't ever go on a date, you're never going to find someone. So just go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's hardly going to be the one, is it? Like, you've got a date. you have still got like 10,000 more dates to go on before I find the nice one. Anyway, went on a date. I like the guy. Uh,
2: went on a date. Really like the guy. Mm, look at his now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Just remember... People, those people sliding into your dm yeah, exactly. Watch out! Watch out! <laughs> Consequences do <or> apply. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I think it's that the fact like, that he I'm turned good. up to your date in bandages. There, I mean, that's like he was. He I was mean,
0: please crazy. tell me you got a picture of that. He must have
2: kept so
1: I don't. Obviously, I should have. But I think it's that, like, when you're trying to not be too like interested yeah. <laughs> or keen. Like, why would I want a picture of him if I'm just not I'm keen. <laughs> Um, But is that thing, like, I think... Because on Instagram, like, I don't think someone slides into my DMs because they want to go on a date with me, if that makes sense. But if someone messes me on Tinder, Is it Tinder? Tinder? Yeah, Tinder. Tinder, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Show my age. Or Bumble. bumble. They do want to go on a date with me. Or they're trying to at least think about going on a date with me, and that's almost like, no, nah, I'm not interested.
0: <laughs> but are they... I mean, that's the other thing. Like, these dating apps, like, right, let's go back to them, because they... They are something else.
1: They work um, for a lot of people, and I do. I, 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 they like, do.
0: They do, and I hear you. But, oh, I don't know. I, I'm i not convinced. I I think there's a lot of... There's probably more... There's probably more people to get through on these apps than there is in real life. Like, you were saying, oh, you know, I've got to go on loads of dates to, to meet someone that's that's half-decent... But I think with this, you've got to wade through many, many, many
1: yeah, no, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, And I think also, I was listening to a podcast the other day, it was actually about a lot of people on dating apps, not that that's my topic, but it was happened to be. And it's that, and the host was saying how, yeah, when I used to be on dating apps, it's that you swipe through so many people, right? And you, like, swipe through and you're amongst the... You become very shallow because you have a standard of very beautiful people, very, like... Whether it's Photoshop, whether it's not, I don't know. Uh, unless you meet them, you do not know. Um, you then, like, your standards change. Like, you'll then see someone who actually probably in real life you probably connect with really, really well that may not be one, like, drop dead supermodel or an Abbott and a Fitch model. But because they're aligned next to these people that you've set your standards so high of swiping, I think it's right to say yes and left to say no, is like you then change your whole, like, persona of it. And then when you, and get the connections with the people that you think you're getting the connections with it almost then you internalize it and be like i'm not pretty enough i'm not mm. good enough that i don't align with these people of this really high quality like because you see them you do you do you see some absolutely beautiful humans from a very shallow i guess extrinsic look you do see that on all these dating mm. apps and then like when you get the match up you're like it doesn't match up like what they, those people didn't accept me like and it's sort of it's a it's a weird feeling, or like from my experiences, you have your standards which you uphold. Like, who again? This is very shallow because it's dating app. Is who you would swipe right with, so accept, and then you get to a point when you're like so bored, and you've been on it for what? half an hour in the evening and then you just start lowering your standards you just and you're like you
0: know
1: what i'll take all of them (laughs) (laughs) just swipe left or whatever or swipe right yeah and like that happened to me like i obviously would get to the point where i'm like i'm now really bored so i just would then lower my standards be like yeah they're okay they're okay yeah whatever that'll do and obviously it it means nothing because it's shallow and you still have to go on that date and connect emotionally but they are psychologically i think very interesting and mm. I think if you I guess what you learn about relationships is one that first in person, that you guys might say me wrong, but in person, the, you know there's always a person that let's say you enter a room, obviously not every room you enter, but that you you see, you not only are physically attracted to them from a you're quite good looking, i.e. on a dating app, but you then get this really weird chemistry mm. and this really weird feeling that you're like, I have a really, really nervous Feel like you're going to be sick and you're not really sure but it's looking at this person that creates it and it's that is what misses i guess on dating apps obviously you don't have that you have that oh he's nice you see a problem across the room or like she's nice or whatever whoever i guess you're looking for but it doesn't you don't have that like i thought really weird now. and that's for me is massive is obviously it's chemistry but i think <laughs> yeah like that's sort of i guess the mismatch and i think when it comes to relationships i think and actually, I spoke about it a lot. I guess it sounds. <laughs> this is my sister's top tips for dating are are just classic. She's um, she said obviously one number one you got to find them attractive. You go yeah you do have to attract. She's like you yeah. got to fancy them, which you do. Like otherwise you're just friends. And then she said the last one is like can you imagine taking all their clothes off and being with them? And I was like if you she's like if you can't just stop there. <laughs> and she was like if you can't and you've got through the fancy slash attractive slash get on. They're just friends. <laughs> but she was like, if you can imagine taking all their clothes off, she was like, you're in. And to be honest, I sort of, I, I get that. Because, yeah, like, you have amazing connections with your friends. And you do. This is why, like, you know, when I was at school, you are like, I want to be friends with them. And you become friends with them. Or, like, we get on. We just connect. But you don't want to be in a relationship with, with your friends. Like, they're friends. But then there is that person, whoever they are, is that next level like deepness and that is and for me I guess I wish I would listened to that more when I was younger more of that and again been more confident to be okay being rejected because it's that mm. one hit under right if you if you have a moment like that there is something and you want to know if they're feeling it too like what is the worst thing that can happen they reject you and you end up on the same path you're going to be on anyway <laughs> So, <laughs> but I don't so know.
0: I think with, that's very personal. Um, with with all that yeah. in in all that in mind, big question: What do we think then about these programs? Married at First Sight. You know what's the other one?
2: Uh, my love
0: is blind. Love is blind. Yeah, my I mean, your, my I mean, I mean, I mean, I have to admit, I didn't watch any of these until this year because. Ah. Ah. I was watching. I was watching it last night. I, I, was, I
2: was like, I don't. My husband was crying last night at Married at First Sight. So I
0: started watching the new series of Married at First Sight last night. So I'm a couple of I'm a couple of episodes behind you. So don't don't spoil it for me. Oh my god, these people, like, like, oh, but what you're saying, Eloise, about how? I get that you know, like, but I'm I and I I actually agree to a certain degree that maybe psychologically you can, kind of, put people together, but probably not on prime time TV, when there are many cameras on them, because um, I just don't think it's. I mean, I know that's the point, right? It's entertainment for us. Yeah. But I do. I do just like. Some of the things that these people say when they've met this person for the first time and I'm just like oof like I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced. I'll keep watching them for research sake, but I'm not convinced, I have to admit. Yeah, I
2: mean yeah, it's, it's funny. It, it's, you know, I, I do, I do like a good reality show and, and, you know, I'm really enjoying at the moment the My Mum, Your Dad, which is like the older version of like Love Island. Um, but for like mums and dads, older people, it's, I, I think it's a really, it's a really great, it's it's a nice concept how they do it. I don't want to give it away from anyone, but it is. Yeah. And, and I think for me as an older woman, Um, potentially who might, you know, who might in the future be in that situation. I think it it opened up lines of conversation around, you know, past hurts, healing past hurts, what we bring into new relationships with us. Um, And... Yeah. I mean, as I say, last night, my husband and I, my husband, Neil, Neil, like, doesn't like stuff like that. But literally, the last couple of nights, we've, you know, we just needed just to zone out of stuff. And, you know, we've been watching Married at First Sight. And yeah, last night I looked round to him and there was a particular, particular, a particular couple. And I was like, Neil, are you, are you? tearing up <laughs> are you actually and he was like no. and he was and this is the thing that I love about seeing Neil as he's getting older I like when I met him for probably about 10 years he didn't cry like when my my grandparents died and I was in a mess like he I could I knew that he felt my pain that he could just never cry and I was I used to get really worried and think what's wrong with this guy like what's he been through where like he cannot cry I swear Since he turned 40, the guy will cry at the drop of a hat. Like, last night, Married at First Sight, he cries at... What's that Nikki Campbell and Davina thing? Um, Long Lost Family. He's constantly crying at that. (laughs) He's so in touch more with his emotions. But, yeah, I mean, I think what we have to remember, as you said, really, about these these shows is primarily they are for entertainment. So there are some couples coming up, I think, in Married at First Sight. I'm like, they have been put in here... purely purely for our entertainment not that it's really gonna work out it's purely for entertainment and it is entertainment and it is fun watching how it plays out but Eloise I don't know if anyone else listened to this podcast after, but you know when you described how your sister had you know the the tick boxes (laughs) literally as you were saying that I was going through all of my male friends in my head I was like no couldn't imagine him (laughs) naked at all oh no he's just always it works yeah honestly i'm like no i have no male friends who i even think i subconsciously fancy every single one i went through in the five minutes that you were chatting i was like no no absolutely not they're good-looking think that they're great to talk to i can run 100k around a course with them but absolutely not am i attracted to them or would want to have a relationship with them i love that I love it. Do you think know, it's the so same
0: it for them though? Do you think it's the same for guys? Because okay. I wonder. I think that. I mean, that's a question to ask someone else. But I do wonder if it's different for for guys, or whether they just what basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they? Do they just look at every woman and go, "Oh, I wonder what she looks like without any clothes on." I have no idea. I'm just putting it out there. If they, if they do,
1: as I said, we don't know if they do or not. But if they do, is that it? I like. I wonder what they look. What they look yeah, like? Before. Yeah. Yeah. True yeah i'm
0: really attracted
2: to her. yeah that's it yeah yeah because i wouldn't think like you know it's like it's it's like yeah and i'm gonna be like really real here like me and my husband like when we're in bed like we we don't have any clothes on like we we've, we've always slept naked it's just something that we do we don't sleep with any clothes on and and it's like, people are like, oh, God, really? Is she get? And I'm just like, yeah, like, we, I have no hangups about my body around Neil. Like, you know, he's seen me at my worst. He's seen me at my best, girlfriend. <laughs> but my abs <laughs> <hands> are out. <up. laughs> <laughs> and, and so, like, you know, that's, and that's like a really, that's a really great place for me to be, like, from an intimacy point of view, from a like acceptance of, of him where he is right now. Me, where I am right now, how our bodies are changing. Why do I get... Yeah, and I think the reason I got onto the subject of letting everyone know this, that me and my husband sleep naked, is because being naked, being that vulnerable in front of someone because of so many hang-ups that I have around my body growing up, um, my skin, my boobs, my butt, my... And also that feeling that I carried with me for so long of like not be I'm not good enough you know and in my past relationship you know that was that's that ended not through my choice um I mean in the end I was like that's enough now but I was heartbroken and and it fed into all of those feelings around well why am I not enough it's because I don't you know I've had two kids my boobs aren't as perky as they were he's seen me giving birth that I'm not attractive and all of that and I think that I think that now in my relationship I think that part of that part of that love that I have for my husband and where we are now is that, that that's all that it really is like all gone do you know what I mean it's like I have no worry about walking around totally naked in front of him and fe- and thinking what is he thinking because I know that he just is thinking all the great things Do you know what I mean <laughs> he's just thinking all the great things and that that's a really important thing for me and that's why yeah I kind of although I jest and say oh my god I thought of that friend making him like Ugh. but it's 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 such a massive thing for me, you know, to be naked in front of someone and for them to be naked in front of me. And actually when you said, oh, I wonder if like you're the male friends thing, I am like, no, don't think of me that way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I don't I don't even want to think of you thinking of me that way. And maybe that says more about me in the journey that I still need to go on than it does about them. But I'm like, please, can we not think of each other naked? Can we just be friends? Unleash an absolute kind of worms. <laughs> with what you said though like that
1: I like, is really interesting and it is often i think, super personal as well because it's that it's what's your history of your body like i I wasn't haven't been in a long term this to be honest sounds probably my first long term relationship as such because having i guess recovered from each disorder, i I couldn't love my body, so I always thought who who would love mine like who if I can't, who the hell's gonna love it <laughs> like, yeah like generally that's what I'm like I never thought that would be a thing like I always thought like yeah like who would want to be with me like I just it it blew my mind that someone would want to unconditionally be with me or appreciate my body because Mm. I just I just I couldn't see it so if I couldn't see it who the hell's gonna see it if that makes sense and I think yeah like with I guess with relationship I'm in now it's that yeah you don't I don't think like if I, I said walk around naked because I'm trying to find my bra or my pants in the morning or trying to find a swimming costume because <laughs> I'm getting up early like I don't think oh god or like but if there's someone staying in my house I'm actually like oh my god yeah. I'd be like walking around in a towel <laughs> like, trying to like scrounge around for something but it's that like you don't think and it's complete like an unbarrier like surrender of surrender and it 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 really is peaceful, like it's, it's very that, liberating.
0: Like, yeah, very, very yeah. liberating. like
1: obviously I, I don't dance around it because what sometimes I said if I've lost if I, if I need to go to the washing from downstairs upstairs, I might spring from my house. But like again, like I, you don't feel anything, but as I said, if it was someone looking through the window, I really would feel something I really would. and I think <laughs> and I think that is like a really important part of relationships, and I think again, if you can't be comfortable with that with someone then that's a big red flag or like you can't, or you're always having to feel super sexy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh God, God yeah. So, like, have the perfect underwear on. Yes, okay, there's time and place for that. Don't get me wrong. But it's that if you have to be that act the whole time or when like, even when I'm feeling like if it's an off season, I am a bit softer on <laughs> the edges. If I couldn't be okay with that, with like with my partner, then that is a big Obviously, it's very internal as well, but also it's that it's that two way thing of as as I said before, completely surrendering and and yeah, just being okay with knowing that it's okay and yeah. you're, you're okay together. I think that's I think that's important.
0: I think I mean we could probably go on for hours about,
1: about being naked. Well, maybe
0: yeah, about being <laughs> naked. I mean, yeah, we probably could. Uh, the three of us we probably could, um, but. I think it would be really good just to kind of get if if we were talking to our younger selves about relationships, what's the one one bit of advice you would give that younger self because I think that's really like a really nice way to to end the podcast. Um, I'll go first, um because I'm going to have to go in a minute anyway, <laughs> but um uh I suppose for me it would be. It it really would be about, I think actually, Eloise, you said it earlier. Realizing that rejection is part of life, and in order to find the person, you might have to, you might have to go through rejection, and actually, it will be worth it to find the person because you're being true to yourself. And I think that that to me, I wish I I had really appreciated that being true and authentic to myself and not constantly being fearful of upsetting someone or not being enough for someone because I think that that fundamentally changes the path that the relationship goes.
2: I think for me it would be around you don't have to change yourself or that person like you don't have to be a size six you don't have to have straight hair you don't have to try and lighten your skin you don't have to you don't have to change who you are for them to love you like you really don't sabrina like don't ever think that that you're not good enough just just as you are like because that person is there and the more that you embrace the girl that you are, the woman that you are, and and work through like that acceptance of yourself, like that person will see you and they will find you. Um so yeah, don't don't change for them. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Oh god, how pressure's on me. Um I think probably ties into both of what you said is just be yourself. And I think, and again, pretty much what you said, Sabrina, is that if it's right, it's right. And if they, they can't accept you for you and with all the highs and the lows, mm. it's not going to work and that's okay. And it's that rejection thing as well as if, if being you isn't right for that person at that time, that's the end and that's okay and there will be someone so much better and so much better for you down the line and that's terrifying but exciting so just be yourself and embrace it all um and want to rip
0: their clothes off remember that's also
1: be yourself and make sure you can take their
0: clothes
2: off in your head don't go around taking people's clothes off because that's really bad
1: people okay yeah. we're not, if you can gonna not...
2: take the hoodie off in your
0: head it's not gonna work you know what? And, uh, I, and everyone's gonna probably be like oh my god but i know we all do it. yeah we of course do we, we do we all do Oh, uh, what a great great way to end the the this podcast and this episode um Thank you everyone again for listening and we hope you have enjoyed this episode. Slightly different to maybe some of our other ones, um, but maybe bringing more of ourselves into the conversation. Um, As always, if you like this podcast, please uh, hit like and subscribe. And we will be back next week with our final episode of this series. Thank you, everyone. Bye.